I think our consumers are incredibly knowledgeable and they're asking for more sophisticated products. I also think that cannabis is not just hitting the heady consumer any longer. In cannabis, if you take your eye off the ball for even for a month, you could completely lose a pulse on what's going on in the industry. Welcome to the KayaCast, the podcast for cannabis businesses looking to launch, grow, and scale their operations. Each week, we bring you interviews with industry experts and successful retailers, plus practical tips and strategies to help you succeed in the fast-growing cannabis industry. Welcome back to the KayaCast podcast. I'm your host, Tom Mulhern. Today on the show, I have an interview that I did at MJ BizCon with Kelly Flores. Kelly Flores is the Chief Operating Officer at Wana Brands. And if you are into edibles, into gummies, into those sort of things, you are probably familiar with Wana. They are the leading edible company in North America. I had a great conversation with Kelly. She comes from a long history of working in consumer goods, from working with Nestle to working with Monster Energy Drinks. And she brought all of that expertise into her role that she's doing now at Wana Brands. She really dives into kind of the future of what she sees in the cannabis industry, in the consumable goods in the cannabis industry, and kind of how brands can survive the oncoming onslaught of these huge companies that are going to eventually enter the market. So we have a great conversation. Stick around for the podcast and we're going to jump right into the show. In the role of Chief Operating Officer, Kelly Flores's vision and experience guides Juana's strategy and organization for all business processes as the company continues its expansion into new markets, as well as innovating an ever-growing list of new products. Her role includes the management of all of Juana's business functions across all markets, identifying and implementing day-to-day operational improvements, and working with other senior leaders to set and meet the overall business objectives of Juana Brands. In addition, as a key member of the leadership team, Flores's guidance creates opportunities as the company expands both nationally and internationally. Her cannabis industry experience combined with her consumer packaged goods history provides experience necessary to manage the logistical challenges of a multi-state and international brand presence. Wow, that's a lot. Kelly, welcome Thank to the you Kaya so much. podcast. Thank you so much. I'm it's wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's so it's so great. And where are you originally from? I'm originally from California. So I grew up in Ranch Cucamonga, moved to Pennsylvania for a little while, came back to California, bought a house last summer in 2021. A few months later, got a call from Juana. So was barely moved in and then moved house again. And so now I'm actually, I'm residing in Boulder, Colorado. It's great to have you. Tell me a bit about your background. I know you have a long background in CPG and Mm -hmm. how did you end up in cannabis? So I started off my career at Nestle Waters and I was there for about 10 years. And I think just like any traditional CPG Swiss company, you become very good at process. Mm. You become excellent at your function and your, but what, one of the things that I was, what I felt like I needed more of was breadth of knowledge. So I ended up moving over to Monster Energy, where at Monster Energy, it was a graceful 
transition into into cannabis coming from Monster because it was such a fast-paced environment, high growth, international markets. And really, because we were growing so fast, you just wear multiple hats. And so it's really where I got the breadth of my exposure to yeah. different types of disciplines. And then, you know, about six years into working for Monster, which was, again, a fantastic experience, I was sort of having this internal dialogue with myself of, do I want to go into business for myself? What's next? Do I want to, you know, really health and wellness resonated mm. with me. And so I thought, I don't know what that is, but I want to do something in the health and wellness space. And I ended up getting a phone call from a company by the name of Dosis, which was an LA based bait brand, which was essentially their motto was helping people manage their health and happiness okay. naturally. And so I thought this is, this is perfect between cannabis, fantastic, trying to figure out how to bring regulated products to all of the different markets, love it. And, you know, and then trying to figure out kind of how, how does my CPG experience layer into it? So it was, as soon as I got the phone call, I thought, you know what, this is, this is exactly, this is exactly me. So I started working in the vape business in California, met some wonderful people. California is just, it's a battleground state. And then about three and a half years into it, I got a call from Nancy. So right after the Canopy transaction, she gave me a call, said they were looking for a new COO and to work for a somebody like Nancy and then work, you know, obviously Wana being one of the leading gummy brands in North America. It was just one of those positions you just couldn't pass up. Did your experience in, you know, Nestle and Monster, like now my, if my son was listening to this, my teenager, they'd be like, what? She works at Monster? (laughs) That's all they would care about. But did that kind of shape what you've done in your role at Wana Brands? Absolutely. I think the step progression in my career going from Nestle to Monster and then coming over into the cannabis industry has sort of gracefully allowed that transition where I think if it would have gone from Nestle where it's incredibly process driven and then going into cannabis where it's, you know, it's scrappy, it's, you know, (laughs) it's roll up your sleeves and get it done. I think it would have, you know, it might have been much more of a culture shock, but working at monster, trying to figure out how to bring regular regulated products international. I think it allowed me to think a little bit more creatively and coming from an operations perspective, it's not very often that we get to be creative. Moving from monster and then over into cannabis, it's really been, I feel like anything goes as long as you're as long as you're doing it legally whatever idea you have, it's on the table. And so it's been a really fun experience for me. And I would also say the culture that the cannabis group sort of brings there's this just this legacy embracement that mm-hmm. comes with especially being a female coming in you know you see all these cool cannabis ladies yeah. you know and they just really embrace all the other women that are coming in so so yeah i think definitely it's allowed me to understand obviously the cpg process side mm. that comes in but understanding cannabis is not that yeah. right i mean you need to be scrappy and if you try to force in certain types of business process in an industry where that just doesn't, it's just, we're not ready for some of those types of things. And it's really not appropriate, certain aspects of it. I think it's allowed me to understand that just because that there's a a process that may work for one industry, it doesn't necessarily work in this one. It's such a unique industry that like, it does feel like a family, like Mm -hmm. we're all working towards a single goal. And so, yeah, what's one of the most surprising things that you found being in cannabis, you know, coming out of a different world, like that you were like, oh, that is not how I thought it would be at all. Getting paid in cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought, okay. That's a little different. Uh, that was a little different. You know, I would say 
the the speed at which cannabis moves mm -hmm. and both on the retail on the branding on the innovation i think our consumers are incredibly knowledgeable and they're asking for more sophisticated products i also think that cannabis is not just hitting the heady consumer any longer in cannabis if you take your eye off the ball for even for a month, you could completely lose a pulse on what's going on in the industry. That's so true. Talk to me a bit about what Wana does. Like, I mean, I'm sure most people are familiar with the gummies, but what what is Wana Brands and what what are some of your like top things that people would recognize? It's a brand that I think is trying to hit all different consumers. At, we don't have a target consumer. It doesn't even come up in our discussion. We really think cannabis should be accessible to everybody whether you're looking for a fun, heady experience or if you're looking for something to help you manage your sleep or whatever other need state that you have. Maybe it's a non-intoxicating product that just helps you sort of ease into your day. I think one of the things that WANA does incredibly well is exactly that. We innovate and we try to bring products to, to the market that can meet everybody's mm -hmm. needs. And I don't know if everybody else, but I'm biased, does yeah. it as well as we do. And what does some of that innovation look like? Like I know you said... You, there's all sorts of different product for different experiences. And I've had the Wana, the quick acting mm -hmm. for sleep, because that's what I usually use cannabis for is for helping. And it was, it was such like a mellow balanced experience. I wasn't like, what am I getting with this? Like there's other edibles where you're like, what am I getting? So <laughs> right. what does innovation look like for Wana? It's a very good question because innovation for us comes in all different kinds of facets. Sometimes it's looking at flower strains backing mm. into some terpene profiles. Sometimes it's a non-intoxicating, we call it, we have an optimals line, which is specifically for use case okay. situations. And you mentioned the quick fast asleep, which is my favorite product <laughs> outside of our live rosin gummies, our fast asleep. And it's a low dose THC, but it does have the Azuka technology, which is, it really almost gives you more of a smoker's high rather than an edible high, but it hits you fast, allows you to fall asleep, and it does have a melatonin base in it. So we do try to use some other functional ingredients where, where wow. appropriate. And then we just launched in Colorado, a product called Stay Asleep. So what we found is that we had consumers that were having a hard time falling asleep. And then we have another set of consumers that were having, they had no problem falling asleep, yeah. but they couldn't stay asleep. That's me. That's hundred yeah. percent yeah. me. I can fall asleep. No problem. Maybe I'm a dad of teenagers and that makes me fall asleep, but <laughs> I can't stay asleep. So you guys have created something for consumers like myself. It's kind of a, a bumped up version and it's also a melatonin free okay. alternative. So we do have some consumers that prefer that, but it's 10 milligrams of THC, 20 milligrams of CBD. It's got five milligrams of CBN and five milligrams of CBG. Oh. I think from an innovation perspective, we're, we're sometimes trying to figure out where we think the industry is going to go, because if there is something specific in a minor cannabinoid that we want to do some research on, it does take us a little bit longer, obviously, to try to get some of that research done. And then there's other times where you're just trying to keep up with the market. So what's happening and, and what is what do the consumers want? What's hot right now? And so it's it, our innovation group, I think, is is they do an amazing job of all balancing strategic and kind of tactical. How do you how do you meet the consumer's needs at this specific moment in time? And then how do you continue to look into science and figure out what else we think we can do with the plant? What does that research look like? Do you have like a team, like an R&D team that is like, you almost need to, you need like the scientists and then like the marketing people that are doing that like market research and seeing, is that how it kind of works? We do have an innovation group that, Right now, with, with one of the way that our current structure is, we have a gentleman by the name of Mike Hennessy, who 
is our head of innovation, and he does an incredible job of balancing that you know, the white lab coat trying to really understand the science of what's going on and then also trying to bring product and really make it a commercially viable product. And that's one of the things that I think Wanda does well. It's taking the science and then getting it into a product that's in the consumer's hands relatively quickly. The KayaCast is brought to you by KayaPush, the cannabis software making people management easy. Now, looking at the edible market as a whole, like I feel like the edible market is exploding. And for non-flower smokers like myself, that's not how I want to consume. Why do you why do you think it's growing? Like, is it because of people like me that are like, <laughs> like I usually do an oil and I the reason I do that is convenience. So why do you think that the edible market is exploding the way it is? Well, I think it's for what you just mentioned, there's some people that like flour or like vapes, but it might not be something that they're able to access at all times. I think that gummies or edibles just sometimes are more accessible or a little bit more discreet. I also think that a gummy is generally more measured, so you know exactly, you know, if it's 10 milligrams or it's 5 milligrams or whatever it is, you know exactly the effect that you're going to receive on a vape and it's something that you've never tried. You may not, you don't necessarily know how that's going to impact you at that time. So, and that just depends on all kinds of things. But I think that for, I think it's a couple of things. I think it's one, it's the delivery system for some of these other functional ingredients like melatonin or, you know, other things that people are are adding to their, to supplement their, their effects. But I also think that you can be very custom in the terpene profiles that you choose. You can be very specific on the the dosage that -hmm. you're looking for and I think it's also for somebody that has never smoked before it's a nice entry point because it's it's less intimidating we're all used to taking gummy vitamins so I think it's I think that there's a couple different reasons but I think that it's I think it's it's a nice entry point for pretty much anybody like you said it's that front door that entry point for people that are kind of cannabis can you know curious and want to find out about it what do you think is going to happen like when I mean, down the road when everything's legalized and Coca-Cola puts out, you know, infused beverages or mm-hmm. there's infused Doritos or whatever, like as those big players come in, like how is that going to affect brands that are smaller, like in more niche in our industry? I mean, you guys are the, the largest, but that would, it's hard to compete against a Coca-Cola or something. How do you think sure. that would, what would that look like? I think there's a place for craft beer and then there's a, a space for, you know, your traditional, your traditional beers, right? Yeah. And so I think cannabis is going to be the same. There's going to be the consumers that want their craft product. And then I think that there's going to be ones that are looking for something a little bit more mainstream. I think that it's going to be a while until the larger Coca-Cola's enter into the market. And I think at this point you have groups like some of the other MSOs, you know, Canopy, obviously, that I, I think are here first and I think we have first movers advantage. So I think that I think that brands will stick around. I think consumers know their brands. I think that there's a a culture around the brands. I I think it's going to be a long time for until that happens. One of the things that I love about this industry is there's so much craft to it. I don't know if that can be done yet yeah. mass scale and still keep I, I'm not you know I'll eat my words I'm sure you're going to call me back in 10 years and be like remember let's replay this yeah. but I think it's going to be a while until something like that happens and I think the brands that are that are here now they've just created some wonderful product you guys can create such custom profiles for different use case scenarios for different experiences where with coke you're like yeah they have all these different flavors but it's just coke like there's there's one type of coca-cola you like Coke Zero or whatever it is, it's the same and you're going to get that same where 
people are looking in their cannabis experience for something that's unique. Like, a little bit more curated. A little more curated. So I think I, I agree with you. I think it is going to be, sure, they may eventually, years down the road, enter that. But it'll be a long, a long ways. And I think brands like, like what, what you guys have built are going are gonna to stand the test of time for sure. I, I think so. I hope so. <laughs> what, what do you kind of see as the future of these infused products and edibles? And like you were here at MJ BizCon. Obviously, there's so many different booths and growing and it looks like a robot. Like there's like robots everywhere. But what do you kind of see as that future of those products of edibles? Like as we look down the road? Well, you know, you mentioned robots and coming again from operations, I see, you know, Chrome and it's, you know, and you see all these automated pieces of equipment and you're just like, oh my gosh, people are now using robots to make gummies. And, you yeah. know, I'm, I remember the days of like packing them yourself. So, which wasn't that long ago. I, so I think obviously automation, mm. you know, there's going to be a lot more efficiencies in the supply chains, I think as time goes on. And that's just as every market we start to, you know, we start to see some of that start to level out as time goes on. But I think there's so much more science to be done mm. that we're just now, we understand that the gummy is a wonderful delivery system and it's, there's so much more that can be done. And I don't, I don't know if you saw the news a few weeks ago, but Nancy Whiteman, so the CEO, co-founder yeah. of Wana Brands, after the Canopy transaction, she basically set aside majority of those funds, which... God bless her, and created a foundation where she's now trying to fund science. The biggest donation that she's made thus far is a $3 million donation to John Hopkins. Oh, wow. And it's for cannabis research. It's through the Wanna Brands Foundation, but I just, I'm really excited to see the amount of science that's able to come out of these studies that they're working on. And I think when I think of this, the, the future of the gummy, I, I think there's going to be a lot more work that, you know, we're playing with strains and we're, you know, all these different kinds of things and more of the craft side. But there's also so much more functional work mm. that can be done. And we've looked at things from intimacy. We've looked at things from anxiety. There's so many different things that gut health, I mean, energy, things that people are using other substances for. It's just a matter of time before gummies are accessing those consumers. Does want to have any sort of educational resources for but tenders or dispensaries to kind of know, okay, this is the product. This is because you, you are so tailored to different experiences. And at the end of the day, you guys don't get the chance to, you know, actually get that in the hands of consumers. So how are you teaching and training bud tenders to get the right product to the right people for the right experience? Yeah, absolutely. The bud tenders are, I mean, they're gold yeah. for the cannabis industry and they're a wealth of knowledge for us all of our engagement with our bud tenders, we try to have that as a personal relationship so that we're hitting them with the information and being able to explain things quickly, succinctly. And because, I mean, they're how many consumers they have coming in and really yeah. have them make sure that they are able to have access to this information quickly. Most of that we try to do in person just because of the bud tenders are just such a valuable asset to the the community. hundred percent. Are there ways that you guys are kind of giving back to the community and, you know, kind of sharing the goodness with the rest of, you know, humanity? Like I know lots of companies, they support different organizations. What's kind of the passion for WANA in that? Nancy's passion has been around food security, mental health, cannabis science. There's a lot of donations that she does through the foundation and then there's a lot that goes directly through Wana Brands. There's a lot that we do kind of even in the community within our in our Boulder 
our little Boulder home. Yeah. There's a lot of funds that go through. And I, a lot of that stuff is just sort of stuff that we do. We don't really advertise yeah. it. But yeah, absolutely. There's a lot that Wana does. And those are the, really the three pillars that, that Nancy has st- stood on and that she's passionate about. I think giving back to the community that you're in, like you guys are in Boulder, Colorado, and, you know, investing in that community helps change that stigma, like that normalization of this plant that can really help, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know what is Juana's go-to-market strategy in new markets? Like, you know, your your job as the COO, you're going into new markets. So what does that kind of look like? And what are some of those new markets you guys are exploring? Yeah, so New York is on the radar right now. And I think it's on the radar for everybody. We have a CRO by the name of Eric Block, who's our chief revenue officer. And then we have a chief marketing officer. His name's Joe Hodes. And those two are the brains of the brand and how to get to the consumers and how do we bring the products to market. And, you know, Nancy has a saying that every market is a market and what works in one market does not always work in another market. And so we really try to understand, one, the regulatory footprint, and then obviously all of the supply chain and, you know, all the constraints that come along with it. But what is it that the consumer is looking for? And that's really where we try to start. And so when we look at product launches, what does the consumer want in that particular market? What are some of your, your core things that you're focusing on in the year ahead? We're still trying to get the, all of the products into all of the markets that we're in. So because there's just, it's trying to push out as much product as you possibly can. So I think that you'll see a lot more product launches in some of the, the areas that we're already in. So you'll start seeing some more product differentiation. And then trying to figure out more innovation and bringing mm-hmm. more product innovation to the market, which is something that WANA stands, you know, I think that that's really where we differentiate ourselves. So you'll start seeing a little bit more innovation coming through. And then also just new market development, because there's just, I think New York is going to be big. Jersey's going to be big. We're just really looking forward to continuing to expand. You know, I think we're still considering some different international markets. So it's it's on the radar. It's something that we're looking at. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening in Germany and some, some yeah. of these other markets. Yeah. Well, and if Germany opens, like, do you, do you see, like, other markets in Europe opening pretty quickly, or? I think that there is a really strong cannabis culture in Germany, and yeah. so I think, you know, there is some markets that I think might be a, a graceful fit. So, yeah, it's all stuff that we're just kind of scratching the surface on. And now, you work with all sorts of different dispensaries. What is one tip that you would give to a dispensary to help them kind of grow their business like just one little nugget that you would have a little nugget i don't know if i have one my the dispensary owners are so knowledgeable i don't know if i have anything that's going to be revolutionary i'm going to say two things one especially in new businesses cash management especially in this business whatever you think your opex is double it yeah (laughs) because you're also might not be getting paid who knows what's going on i mean the whole industry is 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 crazy when it comes to cash management and then also i would say partnering with a few brands that can help with category management and category development because i think the race to the bottom on price isn't Mm -hmm. serving them or us and so it's not serving the brands it's not serving the shops so really making sure that it's not just trying to drop the price to just drive velocity because then you end up having to have more consumers coming through your shop to try to make the same revenue. I feel like the, the retail shops probably would give me more advice than the other way around. But for me, those are the two pieces that I feel like it, when there's this race to the bottom, it just starts to kill the market for everybody. Yeah, and if you're like differentiated by price, like there's so many other 
better things you could choose to kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. Like you guys stand out in your quality, in your ability to fine tune that experience. And so if you were only known as the, the cheapest gummies in town, like <laughs> right. you would have some customers, but people are looking for all different levels of experience, price points, right. everything. So that's a really, really important insight that you have there. And now walking, I don't know if you've had the chance to walk around. What is like the coolest thing that you've seen the coolest? at MJ BizCon? Oh, I don't know if I could say the coolest. One of the things that I did notice this year was that it was less OG and more tangential businesses mm-hmm. that were here. And, you know, in, in years past, you're trying to figure out how do you get health insurance into this yeah. industry and how do you get 401ks to your employees and what does what does just standard business insurance look like? And it's just shocking that the amount of businesses that are one at the expo that maybe are not necessarily plant touching, but that cannabis isn't just for the brands. It's not just for the retailers. It's for so many different mm. types of businesses. And so when we talk about, oh, you know, the how much money was sold or how the revenue in a particular market, the amount that, that we don't measure is all the other businesses that are growing because of it. Well, now if people want to connect with you and want a brands, maybe it's a someone that wants to get your product into their store. What's the best way to connect and find out more about, you know, what's upcoming and how to how to partner with you guys? Probably going to our website, wannabrands.com. If you hit me up on LinkedIn, happy to help you to at least direct you to the right person. Kelly, t- thank you so much for taking the time to chat and to share all about what you guys are doing. I, I love the fact that you guys are so focused on research, development, innovation, and creating products that aren't just like, getting people high you're creating products that serve a purpose and an experience for each individual and it's different for every individual so thanks for being on the show and thank you it's been pleasure yeah thank you very much and again i want to thank kelly for being on the show and for sharing all of her insights as kind of a market leader in this space. You know, she's one of the first brands that we've talked to that is creating consumer goods that dispensary owners carry. And just like any other sort of product in your store, I would encourage any dispensary owners to check out what products you're are selling really well, what products your customers are loving, and really invest in those brands. And it could be one, it could be something else, but talk to the the brand leaders and find out more about how you can help encourage the education of your bud tenders, of your customers. Maybe they can do an in-store kind of demo of some of the upcoming products they have because Juan is not the only brand that is doing new, innovative, cool stuff. There's so many brands, so many companies out there that are trying to do something new in the cannabis space. And I'm thankful that I got to talk to Kelly and she really kind of brought some new insights into those products that are on the shelves and how they get there and the research and the work that goes into bringing those into your favorite dispensary. So go check out her website, go check out wannabrands.com, connect with Kelly online on LinkedIn. And I also want to encourage you to go and subscribe to the podcast. You know, it's so encouraging to see more and more people subscribing and listening to the podcast every week because we put a lot of time and energy into finding the right guests, interviewing, editing, doing all of this so that we can provide you with an amazing experience, amazing conversations. And so 
I want to thank all of my subscribers out there and encourage you, if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, go out, subscribe, and leave a review with some feedback of how we can make the show even better. So thanks again for listening to the KayaCast podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit our website to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes from the show. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of cannabis and help you grow, launch, and scale your business.